Every empire needs a leader to encourage, energize, and elevate them. We are Eskimos Empire, and this is the Eskimos Coaches Show with our leader, Jason Moss. Brought to you by Missioner Allen Auctioneering, Canada's largest public automotive and RV auction. Here's Morley Scott with Jason Moss on Eskimos Radio, 630 Chad. Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Eskimos Coaches Show for one more week. 38-21, the final score Friday night. The Tiger Cats over the Eskimos. The Eskimos 1-1 one one to start the season and now getting set for week three in the BC Lions Friday night on the Brickfield at Commonwealth City. I'm, uh, to talk about last Friday and look ahead to this Friday, we welcome in the coach King. Good evening, Jason. How are you? I'm doing all right. Thanks. Uh, first off, uh, you had the weekend and a few days to look at uh, the game. Give me your thoughts after you've had a chance to kind of to process the replays. Well, I mean, you know, a loss is a loss, no matter how, how you cut it. Um, I was still proud of our effort, proud of how we played, to be quite honest with you. I thought, you know, we played them hard. And at the end of the day, it wasn't from a lack of effort. I think execution at times, I think they played extremely well on offense, particularly their quarterback, uh, made a ton of plays. We were in position to make more plays than we did that night, and it just didn't happen. Um, so when you do that against a team that's capable of scoring points and and keeping uh, and staying on the field, you know it's going to be a, a long night. But uh, you know I'm encouraged. But after watching the film, I, I mean I stayed up pretty late after the game, watching all three phases, and was able to sleep afterwards. Um, I, I knew if I didn't watch it beforehand, it would have been a long, restless night. But after watching it, watching our effort, watching what transpired throughout the game understanding that we were in position to make some plays and they they're pros too and we, mm-hmm. i always say it i mean i give them credit i mean they made some plays um but we did have some really good efforts i mean Hugh was unbelievable punting i, I you know it, it sucks to waste an effort like that from your punter all night you know cj gable blocked his butt off you know matt o'donnell stepping in at left tackle and played it playing extremely well travis bond playing his first game for us on the o-line at the o-line did their job you know, um, you know, we had guys in the secondary moving around again, and uh, you know, again, they're we're gonna get be better. I mean, after that game, you just watch it and you look at it, and you know what we're about. You know, we obviously there's never a give up in our team. With as as the night transpired and what we felt on the field, when I still look back at it with four minutes to go in the game, it's a ten point game. And, you know, Mike Riley, you hope to, is going to get a couple more chances with four minutes to go to lead us down again. And it just didn't happen that way. I mean, like, and, and again, with that being said, I give them a ton of credit because, you know, they came out and, and played us tough. Do you look at film differently after wins and compared to after losses? You just um, kind of touched on how you, you know, you knew you had to watch before you slept. No, I don't. I mean, obviously, losing sucks. There is no, I, I've said it before with football. You practice way more than you play. So it's not like we were going to wake up two days later and play again and be able to wipe that away. You have to sit and stew about it for six days, seven days, eight days at times, sometimes two weeks before you get you get a win again. Nothing feels better. Losing hurts more than losing feels good in this profession. I'm not lying when I say that. You have to enjoy the winning because that's a part of it. But you know, it, it hurts. It hurts to put in a, a big effort 
and to care about something and not come through. And I think our team is built that way. So, but you have to you have to enjoy the grind of it. You have to enjoy learning from mistakes. And I think when our team looks at the tape and we look at it together, we know there's room for improvement. That's not our best effort. I always say if that was our best effort and we got beat by 17 points by somebody, I'd be more devastated. But I know that's not our best effort. I know we can beat, can win games um, and play better. And we'll learn uh, from what transpired and be better for it. What's the, what's the thing you like the most? What jumped out at you more than anything else? Again, uh, it's effort. It's it's uh, guys flying around and giving it everything they got until the very end, and that's what you know makes me believe in things. I watch what our guys did, play in and play out, and sometimes we didn't execute. And I mean that's part of the game. You know, you can be put in a position to be successful, and you just sometimes the other guy makes a play. But the effort, the the communication. Uh, the positivity on our sidelines as things were going bad, I love that. I, I love the guys picking each other up, knowing that this is a this is a grind of a season, and there's no sense in getting down on yourself. Just pick yourselves up and and keep working and keep grinding. And you know, our our team, like I said, they have a culture of doing that. Um, we'll be better for it. We all understand that. Uh, it is a long season, and you got to learn from from mistakes and and learn from mishaps. And you know, I'm encouraged by. Um, what I saw and what I heard after the game and then obviously what I saw on film and then what we corrected and then hopefully you're just better this week because of it. Uh, they seem to, to really go after that one side of the field uh, where you don't have a lot of experience uh, with, with Hoover and, and Hunter over there. Uh, obviously, you saw that too. Like that's the, If you got guys, you know, you do the same thing as a coach, right? If you see you got some unexperienced guys, you, you go after them. Yeah, and, and I mean, and to be fair to both of those guys, I thought, again, they played, they played those guys tough. They were in position multiple times to make a play. I mean, Hoover, I mean, um, Money Hunter's, a fingertip away from a pick six early in the game, he takes a chance, and the guy scores a touchdown because yeah. the throw is absolutely perfect. If that throw is not perfect, that's a pick six that going the other way, and that totally changes the tide. Hoover was in position early in the game to knock a ball down, and Tolliver jumps up in midair and makes one of the best catches of the game. I mean, so our guys are in position. They need to get better. I mean, uh, they're both young in their career up here. They'll be better from this game, I guarantee it. Um, but again, I'm still encouraged by the way they played and, and by the way the guys rallied around them. Uh, it's, it's kind of funny. Experience is a weird thing. You, you need it, but you can't get it without taking your knocks in games, right? There's no question. I mean, uh, how do you get better? How do you become the best? You, you become the best by failure at times. And it's what you do after you fail that makes, the, makes you a man and, and gives you the character that you need when, when it matters the most down the road. And um, all our guys will be better from that game. There, you know, There's no one on our sideline. There's no one in our locker room that uh, doesn't take that game personally and, and want to be better for it. And as a group, we all need to be better, not just any one person. Or, you know, I hate even pointing, you know, pointing out a couple individuals. But, you know, it's a team game. You don't win and lose by one guy or two guys. It's the whole team loses. And, you know, we got to be better together. I thought Mike Riley on our postgame show kind of summed it up. He said they beat us at our own game, like, uh, you know, especially yeah. managing the clock and, and long drives and stuff like that. I, I will say this. We didn't play complimentary football. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, our special teams was lights out, to be quite honest with you. I thought our special teams put us in really good positions all night. Our field position was really good on offense. We didn't do as much with it. Defense, we put them down in backed up situations. They got out of it. Um, but offense and defense, they went on, I think, three 10 play drives in the game. And we had, you know, a, a couple decent drives and three two and outs in a row 
which is n- uncharacteristic of our of our football mm-hmm. club. Um, and generally, yeah, we're the 30 plus time of possession, 60 to uh, 70 play team, and we were 50 plays on offense. So, um, you know, whenever we needed one, we couldn't get it back. And anytime we needed to help our defense out after a 10 play drive, we couldn't manage anything either. And it it was it was not a great game as far as you know. It didn't feel, you know, like we couldn't. Um, do anything we, we would make some plays we just didn't make enough to sustain anything we made a couple big plays on offense um, you know we got ourselves in the second and manageable more than more than enough times we just couldn't come up with the next one and yeah. the next one and uh, that sucks but you know and again I look at our defense and there was plenty of times where a guy was in position to make a play and Mazzoli is in the backfield dead to rights and he makes Kristoff miss in the backfield you know where he's backed up and Gerald's coming around the corner and if he waits a split second longer to get out of there he's got him wrapped up um, you know it it just was one of those nights where that he, he played extremely well I felt felt and it yeah. kind of didn't matter what you were doing on on one side of the ball it was, he was going to make it happen and he we've seen it before out of him too yeah he had an answer it seemed for everything you, you tried to throw at him and I, when he, when you got and we've seen it with Mike so much when when you got legs to get yourself out of trouble you're just going to be you're going to be successful cuz yeah i mean again he 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 absolutely played up to his ability as a pro and again i i've said it before the game i mean he's a great quarterback we have a ton of respect for him we know what he can do um you know he's one of those quarterbacks that when he's hot he's he's a tough person to beat so um you know and tough to rattle him you know at the end of the day and that's why you know a play like that at the beginning of the game when you're inches from making a pick and possibly changing the momentum of a game you know you make a play like that it, it makes him think a little bit but uh you know, you score on that type of play and that type of throw gives you more confidence. The uh, game, uh, they, their first game against Calgary, then your game against Hamilton, it's pretty obvious that they're going to give teams the long shot, aren't they? Yep. It seems to be their MO defensively and take everything away underneath. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, what they gave up. And, you know, there's plenty more in that game that we could have hit and we didn't. Um, you know, there's things underneath that we could have hit and we didn't. Um, you know, we just, they, they do play that style of of defense and you know if they continue to do that and hopefully they do that against us next time we have a better answer for it and and better execution on that that end but it definitely plays well into their offense because if you do happen to hit it big and score quickly they they're right back on offense and if they don't you don't hit it their offense is right back on the field with nothing nothing lost so you know it is a a a style of of defense or style of play that really complements the type of offense they have which is a an offense that can control the ball and, mm-hmm. and move it up and down the field on teams. I, I want to talk about Darrell Walker a little bit. Uh, is, is he playing any a different style? Uh, it just seems he's get he's he's in more physical confrontations. Like he took some big hits, just bounced up from from them all. It just it just no, seems like I, he is. I don't know if he's if he's got a different attitude or if he's if he's muscled up a little bit more. No, the case, Darrell. Maybe. Since I've known Darrell and I've watched Darrell play since I've been here, he's one of the most physical receivers I've ever been around. I mean that guy, and it's not by looking at him because you look at him, you would never yeah. think that he packs that much of a punch, but. I can tell you this, there aren't very many DBs that enjoy running into him full speed. And, you know, he, he took a pretty good shot with four 
and I know four wasn't real excited about staying in there, and I know Darrell had to come out, but uh, the other one on the sidelines with Daly, I mean, he hit him about as hard as you can hit a man um, as a receiver, and um, I've seen him do it to just about any any size, any player, and that's just his brand of football. I mean, he was a running back growing up, played running back at one point, and you can tell the way he runs the ball after he catches it. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's definitely a physical, physical player. And off to a great start this year, too. Like, he's, he's making some great catches. Yeah, he's making some great catches. You know, he's a leader on our offense, one of the leaders on our offense, definitely one of the leaders of a receiving core. Um, you know, I think he stepped up his game just in the classroom, understanding what we're trying to do. We're able to move him around and, and get him into some different spots. Um, and he's you know, taking extremely well to coaching and, and all that stuff. Um, he's a pro. He comes to work every day. So, you know, we, we love love Darrell. All right, we're going to take a break for a couple of minutes. We'll be back with more. Uh, it's the Eskimos Coaches Show for Mitch Norell on Auctioneering with uh, Eskimos head coach Jason Moss. Uh, it's 745. You're listening to 630 Chet, the voice of the Eskimos. The Eskimos Coaches Show with Moss and Morley. Brought to you by Missioner Allen Auctioneering. We have the selection. You set the price on Eskimos Radio. 630 Chad. Now we're back with the coach till the uh, top of the clock here on 630 Chad. This is the Eskimos uh, Coaches Show. Uh, Jason, uh, from the naked eye, I don't know you want to talk too much about it, from the naked eye upstairs, it looked like you kind of came out of that game pretty well health-wise on on Friday night, did you not? Yeah, not too bad. I'm nothing... um Nothing that should hold guys out. There's going to be a couple, maybe some later in the week decisions to be made, but nothing that's catastrophic or anything like that. So, thankfully. Yeah, you know, and and I guess other than Bryant Mitchell, probably no one's close to coming back, right? So you're the the cavalry, so to speak, is yeah. not their cavalry. So yeah, right now, you know, Bryant's the closest to coming back. Yeah. Uh, he's still still has some time yeah. yet, but uh, he's definitely close. So we're excited. Uh, if we, if and when we get Brian back, we'll be excited to have him. Um, obviously, hoping sooner rather than later. Yeah, for sure. I, and I imagine the defensive backfield is it's it's weird. It's the same. Last year was like the linebacker spot. This year it's the DBs. And uh, I know it's interesting. You're talking the day before the game that the injuries are kind of different this year. Uh, they're not. They're more football injuries rather than the soft tissue injuries and stuff like that. Which I guess shows that. You're still getting guys hurt, but the stuff you've been doing to help prevent those other injuries is paying off. Yeah, I mean, I, at the end of the day, I think we've changed some things around an organization, uh, practicing nutrition, fitness, uh, recovery, and I believe it's all working. I mean, again, just looking at our guys and the type of injuries they're having, they'd have them regardless of what you were doing, so it's hard to prevent everything. Um, and it is a violent sport. I mean, at the end of the day, they, they run into each other for a living, and you're bound to have bumps and bruises, and some bruises keep you out, and some breaks do too. So, um, yeah, at the end of the day, the guys who are healthy to play always play, and the other guys got to repair themselves and, and be back. And there's a reason we have a practice roster and, and things like that. Uh, you uh, touched earlier uh, on uh, Travis Bond stepping in. Uh, can you? Great out, maybe Travis Bone and Raheem Cox, because tough position. I mean, they joined the team for three practices and enough to play in a game. That's a tough spot to put anybody in. Yeah, no question. I thought Travis, uh, obviously, you know, watching him on offense, he didn't miss a beat, you know, in practice and in the game. He was, he was pretty darn good. And um, you know, safe. There was one one protection that he went a little too far on, and it was. You know, had we just had better communication, you know, there's probably a better result on the play. But you know, it's not, you know, anything physical. It's just a little bit of, you know, a knowing of that protection. Uh, we didn't get to rep it a whole lot, but uh, you know, for the 
watching him play, knowing what he went through to be able to play, very impressed. And Rakeem Cox, the same way. I mean, we didn't get him till very end in the week and have to thrust him in there to play, and he's a rotational guy for us inside. And, you know, we're getting to know him a little bit as a player. So, um, you know, he did his job, um, you know, and did the things we asked him to do as far as pass rushing and, and holding his gap. You know, he'll just get better now with another week of understanding what we're trying to do and we're able to do more with him. So, you know, it's mm-hmm. part and parcel when you are when you arrive late. It's There's things you can and cannot control and, and or do well. Uh, Bond is kind of a, a different story because he's a guard and you don't often see Americans playing in that guard position. I guess that tells you that he is that much better than another guy would be at that spot that you, you don't mind making the move to put him there and, and moving Matt outside. Yeah, I mean, we definitely, you know, Travis is a big human being. I mean, he's big, he's strong, he's powerful, and that's what you want inside. I mean, if you can ever find it, you try to get those kinds of guys. So he definitely makes a difference inside for us, going against the type of players that we see inside. So, um, you know, he's definitely a welcome, you know, welcome to be in there. Um, but we wouldn't be able to do that without being able to kick Matt out. And that's how important Matt is to the equation there. And, you know, Matt, I thought, had a tremendous game. You know, very calm out there and played within himself. You know, he's obviously extremely smart. He knows all the calls and knows how we do everything. So to move him out there, you know, and play it, play at left tackle, which is the, probably the hardest position in football to play, to be quite honest with you, and to do it without having a ton of reps and, um, you know, be able to do that and do well. I was very, very impressed as well. And he graded out okay too, yeah, Matt? Yeah, I mean, he was fine. And, um, you know, again, his his natural spots right guard for us and he's played a ton of games there but you couldn't tell that that was one of his first starts at left tackle and uh you know he's he definitely you know played to the capabilities i felt like he could play and i think matt's just one of those guys that's just going to get better um as the year goes on uh the eskimos will face the bc lions friday night on the brickfield at commonwealth stadium it's a military appreciation night and everything that goes along with that that includes the the flyover uh that must be pretty cool from from your perspective i know we all people in the stands even you can't see it all we don't see much of it because we've got the overhang over the press box from where you're standing those flyovers must be pretty pretty shattering eh? yeah they're they're awesome i think you know anytime it's uh military appreciation day it's, it's special but the flyover itself is just great i mean i grew up in yuma arizona which has the marine corps air station there and one of the longest landing strips in in the world and there's constant flyovers and and, and things like that in the city and i miss that about being in yuma and being able to see that on a day-to-day basis and driving down the road and just them flying anything all of them flying over and all the air shows that are there so i absolutely love it and i grew up a military fan a military family so obviously i have great appreciation for what the men and women of the armed forces do for us it just seems a flyover just takes everybody up a notch at whatever they're doing if you're selling popcorn or playing football it just seems to take you up a notch when no question happens. it's it's exciting it's uh it's definitely a sight to see and it gets you ready to play uh, we talked about Mazzoli and the issues he can cause. You got uh, kind of a similar quarterback in the BC Lions with Jonathan Jennings. Is that is that good that you, you've experienced it with Mazzoli as you go into this game against Jennings? Yeah, I mean, I think I think they've run it a little bit different of an offense um, than what Hamilton ran. So you know that'll be a little bit different of the things uh, Mazzoli was asked to do compared to Jennings. Um, but yes, I mean, having faced a, a, a guy that can move move the pocket or you can move the pocket with him he can do quarterback uh, design quarterback runs you always have to be prepared and ready for it Um, and they're both really good runners so you have to be able to tackle 
um, and be disciplined. So, yes, it's a major, major challenge for a defense when you have a quarterback that can use his feet and still throw the ball extremely accurate. So both of them are capable of doing that, um, and, and they both play within their systems extremely well. Both of them a lot different, but both of them play within the system that they're asked to play extremely well. So and, a tough and, task. And uh, Jennings has a couple of receivers who can – catch anything that's close to him, right? Yeah, it's going to be a, a great test for our DBs, uh, for our front seven to contain their, their run game and their offense. And um, But I, I know one thing, we're looking forward to the challenge. From an offensive side of things, is there is there any advantage with the familiarity you have with some of their guys? I mean, Odell's there, and uh, you know they got a Gary Gary Peters and Marcel Young. There's a lot of guys on that team that you're very familiar with. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there is a benefit to it as far as just looking out there and seeing familiar faces and knowing that you've gone against them in practice a lot. So I know when Mike throws the ball. You know, to the wide side of the field at Marcel. I mean, he's gonna feel. He's gonna know what that feels like having done it in practice. Same thing with Petey. Same thing with Odell coming off the edge. Um, he just has a good feel for for what those players. Uh, physical capabilities are obviously they're playing within different systems now so you know that's a mental challenge that Mike has to to overcome but you know physically seeing those guys out there it's always fun to get to play against ex-teammates and friends I mean all I think all three of those guys were great teammates and great people and um, you know we're looking forward to seeing them again on the opposite side and playing against them Um, so I you know I always think that knowing your opponents always a good thing uh, Miles Schuler, how was how was he? Miles was good. I mean, Miles did his job. Um, he had some big catches in that game. I mean, the the fumble right before half. I mean, not his fault at all. He's putting the ball away. He's about to go down because it was a timex situation for us. Uh, you know, we had very few seconds left on the clock. He caught it, tried to dive down, and the guy puts his hat right on the ball. And I mean, you can't even help but that. So, but he had a couple really big catches in that game. You know, he lined up right um, for the. Uh, the whole night. Uh, I want to say there was maybe one miscue between him and D-Walk on one play, which is outstanding for playing your first game and doing the stuff that we do on offense. So, no, very pleased with Miles' progression in our offense and understanding of our offense and his ability to play within the system. And then physically, you know, he's more than capable of having big nights uh, for us. Yeah, he's a little guy, but uh, yep. he can play tough. He's right? he's he's little, but he's very physical. I mean, he's one of those guys. If you watch him on one of our sneak plays, you know he has Simone Lawrence coming off the edge, and he has to cut him off and block him, and he did it extremely well. And that just shows you what kind of determination he has. And most of the guys who are smaller in stature have that. You don't yeah. become a pro athlete without having a little dog in you when you're that size. So you know, Miles is one of those guys that packs a big punch for a, for a smaller right. guy. Great stuff, Coach. Thanks for coming in. Appreciate it. Good luck to you this week. Thank you. That's Eskimos head coach Jason Moss. So we, of course, have the game for you Friday night, the Eskimos and the BC Lions on the Brickfield at Commonwealth Stadium. Myself, uh, Dave Campbell, Blake Dermott, Brendan Ulrich will all be there uh, on the Brickfield at Commonwealth. 8 o'clock kickoff, 6 o'clock for the countdown to kickoff right here on 630. Chad, my name is Morley Scott. Have yourself a great night, everybody.